The iron-hulled clipper Charlotte Emerson entered St. George's Channel and sailed northwards through the autumn twilight into the Irish Sea, bound for the port of Liverpool, England. The 1,600-ton vessel was engaged principally in the Australian trade, carrying immigrants and manufactured goods on the outward trip, and wool on the return journey. A voyage of eighty days in all. Now that she had left the stormy expanses of the North Atlantic, her master, Captain Edward Quinlan, started to relax. He lit his pipe and came on deck to chat with the old and grizzled coxswain Sam Feeney, who was standing on deck surveying the spectacular show of the northern lights. All mariners are superstitious, but Feeney could read omens into almost any occurrence, and as Captain Quinlan expected, the coxswain regarded the phosphorescent rainbow streamers on the northern horizon as a dire warning. Well, the captain sucked on his pipe waiting for a reply, and grinned as he looked at Feeney's solemn face. I don't like the look of it, Captain. And I can smell it coming too, said Feeney, sniffing the light wind. The captain finally coughed out a small laugh. Smell what? There's bad weather coming, Captain. Smells foul. Bodies on the bluster. Poppycock! The sea's like glass. Unusually calm for these waters, in fact. The captain slowly turned clockwise ninety degrees, inspecting the flat, wine-dark seascape. A dull, clanging noise sounded. Both men looked at each other, puzzled, because the sound did not originate from the ship. It seemed to come from beneath the waves. A bell? Captain Quinlan leaned over the ship's rail and looked down into the murky waters. A few moments later, the mysterious bell sounded once more, and this time it was twice as loud. Sam Feeney made the sign of the cross. It's coming for the merger, Captain. What are you talking about, man? The captain walked across the deck and looked over the starboard side. Huh. Must be a rogue boy adrift out there. But there was no rogue boy to be seen. The bell sounded once again, louder than before, and this time, no one could doubt that the sound was coming from below. The eerie sound brought a gaggle of curious sailors up onto the deck, led by the corpulent red-cheeked Billy Smith, the ship's carpenter. "'Who's ringing a bell, Captain?' said Smith. He and the other mariners gathered around Quinlan and gazed out into the dark waters. "'I don't know, Smithy. Seems to be coming from under the—' The captain realized how ridiculous he would sound, and quickly dropped the end of the sentence. "'It's the bells of Magia.' The submerged village. The mayor folk must be celebrating over something, whispered Sam Feeney. The sailors laughed, but Captain Quinlan waved his hand to them to be quiet, and put his pipe to his mouth as he listened with his head bowed. After a seemingly eternal silence, the captain shook his head. Well, sounds as if our bell ringer's finished. Most of the sailors went back below decks, back to their drinking and poker games, and Quinlan returned to his cabin. But 19-year-old Jim Robinson stayed on deck and enjoyed the clean, cool air. He felt sorry for old Sam Feeney, who was still leaning on the rail, looking out at the northern lights. What were you saying then about Magia, Sam? Robinson walked over to the coxswain and studied his aged and salt-worn face. I was talking about a village on an island that sank into the sea centuries ago. All the villages perished, and years later, the peoples of the sea moved into the sunken town and made it their own. They called it Magia, and it's said to be ruled by a sea king called Tranton. There's another underwater village called Kilgrimol, just off the coast of Blackpool. The story captured Robinson's imagination. What are these people to the sea supposed to be like? Just like us. But some of them have fish tails for legs, said Feeney. You mean like mermaids? Feeney nodded. Mermaids are the females of their race. Their faces are more beautiful than any woman on land. Can they survive out of water? asked Robinson. Only for a few days, and then they start to wrinkle and grow old. 
You see, there's something in the seawater that makes the sea folk live longer than us. The secret of immortality lies in the sea. Imagine capturing a mermaid, Sam. Imagine the money to be made by putting her on exhibition. Imagine it. Sam shook his head solemnly. Oh, no luck would come of it, Jim. No luck at all. Why? It's a well-known fact, Jim. Take one of them from where they belong and it'll end in death. Oh no, Jim, oh no. How do you know? Robinson had to wait for an unbearable short period until the coxswain answered. The northern lights had him under their spell. Promise me you'll never breathe a word of this to any living soul, or the devil may take your mother. I promise, Sam, before the Almighty. About ten years ago, a friend of mine was shipwrecked on an uncharted island in the Pacific. 